All right, so my name is Samuel Badu. Um, I lead a team at Flurry. Um, Flurry is a company that um, helps immigrants living in the diaspora better protect their families um, back home um, in Africa where, where they, they've lived. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Samuel Badu, CEO and founder of Flurry, and this is really solving a problem, especially if you are an immigrant, you are going to love this. This is talking about insurance, and I'm going to say we're going to focus on the continent, all 54 countries, but this may be something that all immigrants can benefit from. Samuel, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing? Educate us on what's going on. Uh, I appreciate it, Kellen. Uh, it, it's always it's always great to hang out with you. Um I think for for those of us who live somewhere, were born somewhere, or you know, came found ourselves in, in this country as a result of someone else's journey, then one of the things we identified with we identify with is this continuous link um, and need to provide for uh, family members and relatives who live in in those countries where we we no longer live. Um, and we're particularly focused on, on healthcare uh, because it is the basis on which everything else is built. Health is wealth, it is life. Um, and so at Flurry, what we're focused on is basically helping immigrants from the African continent living in the diaspora with family that depends on them back home, um, making it easier for them to be able to uh, purchase health insurance, uh, to provide care for them um, in these countries where they are. Oh, wow. This is this is great stuff. And I have to have you kind of go into even your own story because people will hear you and say, you don't sound like an immigrant. You sound like you are from Columbus, Ohio, not knowing that you speak two other languages other than English, you know, Arabic and and French. So I'm going to say he's a Bantu boy. And, you know, um, I'll just guess to say there is some uh, Cameroonian lineage in there. <laughs> Um, more, more interestingly, uh, you know, I was born in Ghana, so definitely West African, uh, but I was born in Ghana, lived in Ghana for uh, about 17 years uh, growing up, um, and then moved to Morocco um, for, for college. I spent five years in Morocco um, getting an education, um, meeting people, but also that served as my basis for um, my Pan-African thinking that has followed in terms of what I've been involved in and, and looking at the, the continent as, as a whole and trying to think not just focused on one country, whether it's Ghana or Nigeria, but really thinking of what solutions uh, make life better uh, for, for Africans as a whole. Um, with regards to, to how this journey led me here, um, about a year ago, two years ago, I was doing something entirely different, you know, um, and, and my grandmother with whom I'd, I'd lived since I was 14, 
um, had gotten sick, right? Um, this is a woman with five children, four of them living in the U.S., 15 grandchildren, and, you know, usually doesn't need anything. Um, but with her illness came the spate of decisions that she made um, to save money, frankly, going for traditional herbal uh, medicine that, you know, she, she didn't know where it was coming from. Um, and that really exacerbated um, her, her illness um, and, and later led to her demise. And looking back at that, this journey has been, how do we make it possible for people with family members back home, like my grandmother, to be able to help them manage their health, to make better choices around caring, getting uh, to a doctor um, and seeking the right kind of health care. So um, definitely from an African perspective, but also something that really speaks to whether you're Indian or, or Latin American or um, from any other part of the world, finding yourself somewhere far away from your family. Now, you know, and we um, mourn losses of all family members, no matter how old they are. COVID has taught us, you know, people say, well, it's only killing old people and they've lived their life. But, you know, it's a celebration and a loss because you, you want to be connected and with that. But is it only for the elderly or is it only for single individuals? Could you be an entrepreneur here in America, but have employees or team members in Africa and be able to pay for their health insurance as kind of like a collective in group? Kind of like here we do in America, you know how things are in network or out of network. Yeah. Tell us how, you know dealing with so many different countries, I'm sure the answer can vary, but how would an entrepreneur say, I want to actually invest in that? Yeah, so I, I think we can look at this from several different angles, right? Um, we start first with the family, primarily because as, as an immigrant, if you think about it, um, it, it took me a while for, for um, my daughter to even move here. And I still have a daughter who lives um, you know, back home in Angola. And if you look at it, for a lot of people, it's not just older people. Um, there, there are lots of immigrants who live here. Their kids are back home. Their spouses are back home, right? Uh, this is a way for you to, to provide for them. Um, it doesn't just apply to elderly people. Um, it even applies when you have family that's traveling to come and visit you, right? Temporarily, they're going to be here and you need to make sure that they're covered while they're here. Um, for those of us who have kids who are going to college and coming here, you might have relatives who want to come to college here. How do you cover them? Right? We're building for this greater uh, need. But you are right about the fact that there are people in this globalized world who have contracted employees in, in Africa, Nigerian developers, right, working for lots of big companies. Um, this is definitely a path to being able to provide them a benefit that you previously would not be able to because you didn't have um, a legalized entity in that country. But what I actually do value about this is the ability for this to, to be a way for Africans who are living here or anybody to give back to the continent. There are a number of people who use Flurry as a way to purchase insurance and donate to people who need healthcare, right? Simply giving them a guaranteed way to, to get access to care. Um, and, and that's one of the use cases that I really admire. 
And so you have, you know, single plans to family plans and things for seniors and, and give us why this hasn't been done before, because, you know, it's, you know, sometimes you would even try to sell insurance even in the States to black folks and, you know, black folk don't want to hear anything about their demise. They don't want to hear anything about, you know, anything negative. I got enough on my, my plate, but how were you able to get insurance companies and where are these insurance companies to say, we are going to allow you to do this. And his rates people are very affordable. You're talking about $40 and up for certain plans. So, you know, the fact that certain companies would say this is high risk. Um, how did you, were you able to put that together? Um, I, I think, again, if we look at it, the uniqueness of this is how we're playing on two different fronts, right? There's the value proposition um, on the African continent side, and then there's the value proposition for people here. First of all, there's there's the cultural mindset that we need to get into, right? Um, what makes this particularly interesting is because we're not selling insurance, um, at least for now, directly to the people here, right? So we're not saying, hey, go, go buy insurance because you might have an accident or because you might need health care uh, a few months from now, right? But we're tapping into existing behaviors. Most people here do have health insurance because it's just the way the system works, but it's very expensive. And they understand the value of being able to walk into a hospital because something happened and, and you're gonna need care and now it's covered. Right now, we break this down, and it's an even simpler proposition because here you think of the person that you love, the person that you care about your mother, your father, your grandmother, right? And you have the opportunity to give them that same kind of security. So, we're, we're approaching this from the standpoint of I actually have the power to make a difference in someone's life, right? It's, it's really not even thinking about my own demise or anything happening to me. And so people like the appeal of being able to make a difference in someone's life. Number two, when we look at why this hasn't been focused on or done previously, is because for decades, we've been conditioned and told and understood that basically as an immigrant, the only way you support your family back home is just to go to the local Western Union and shoot off some money right? Billions of dollars every year goes into Western Union in fees. And here's the most interesting thing. Africa as a corridor has the most expensive rates to send money. Think about it. The poorest countries cost the most to send money to support the people who need it the most. And then you think about what that game is, right? And so we want to change that. You wake up today when you want to go pay your gas bill. You don't go send money to someone else and hope that they pay a fee and then go pay your gas bill. Instead, you just pay the bloody gas bill. In the same way, when you think of it, you're sending money through an intermediary who's going to take 9 to 12% of it and then send that for someone else to pick up and hopefully go pay the hospital where grandma is, is being sent to. And you wanna do all of this in the time, hopefully that grandma doesn't pass away. All we're saying is, instead of doing that, how about you just pay directly? So grandma has care 24 seven, and all she has to do is just walk into that hospital and get that care. 
Well, you know, a lot of folks don't even know how health insurance works, even if they have it. You know, Obama did some great things to get more people insured. The last um, I looked, you know, they say um, more than 55 percent have health insurance, but there's still then a good chunk of people who still don't. And now you get dinged, um, I hear, if you don't. Right. But many people say. And I'm trying to break this down very simply, like if we were in the Cartier having Guinness, where people say, hold on, you want me to pay money? Money, oh, hey, shout out to, you know, my pigeon speakers, especially my Nigerians. But you want me to pay money for when I get sick or if I get sick? I'm a strong man. I'm a healthy man. Um, How do I know the people I'm paying are going to pay when I'm there? And that is something that you just don't have to deal with in Africa. You even black Americans will say, how do I know that company won't go out? I don't trust the system, whatever that system being. So can you break down how the insurance works? So if they pay your company and how you guys secure that their money is going to be there for them in a time of need. Cause in times like this, we're hearing maybe social security won't even be around for certain people, you know, in the next, you know, 50, 60, 80, whatever years. So please educate the audience. So what I'll say to that is the unique position that um, you, you look at um, Africa, right? Health insurance isn't popular in Africa. Why? Because it's primarily for people who are very rich and can afford it, right? Private health insurance. Now, you take a look at the struggle that people have in buying into it. And traditionally, that has been because of the way it's been positioned. Now, the difference with what we're focusing on is you're paying money, right? So someone back home will have that health insurance. The difference here is there are no deductibles to deal with. There are no claims. So you don't have to worry about, oh, they're going to go and then they're going to pay and then we need to pay them back. No, it doesn't work like that. Zero zero dollars CDs, Naira, out of pocket. Your uncle, your aunt walks into the hospital that is within the network, right? They will spend no money, they will go and get the health care, right? The doctor will see them because it is prepaid, because the insurance company works directly with the hospital, which means that you don't need to worry about that. All you need to think about is they have access and they can walk in there, right? So unlike the way it is here where we need to pay a certain deductible, and then after that deductible is paid, you might have a copay. None of that is involved in this, right? Because the solution has to be simple given the demographic that we're serving. And that means that eliminating all of the friction, all we do, you pay here that $40, $50 a month, right? That purchases the policy. The insurance underwriter, right, underwrites the risk and make sure that they have a relationship with the network of hospitals that your family member has access to. All they need to do is walk in there and then they get the care to the limit, right, of the plan that you have purchased is as simple as that. And I love simple and, and keeping it like that. And 
does your company have any, you know, are they backed by any venture capital angel investors? And I'm just, and I'm really just trying to break this down or any banks, because again, what we have to still learn in our communities that we have to trust each other and that you are, you know, he's a seasoned entrepreneur people. This isn't his first thing. He just woke up and said, I'm going to do this. I mean, the man is seasoned and ha- is, you know, right there in Columbus, Ohio, um, he, he might be giving advice to LeBron James for all we know when he comes home, but he may, he may or may not share that with us. I, you don't have to share that, Sam, but, <laughs> but I, I, I want you like, just give the people the, the elementary version of how their money is back. So they won't say, but how do I know he won't run out of it when I need it? I might need it in 50 years and I've paid into it, you know, so how, how can they feel rest assured? So the proposition is simple and the insurance companies that we work with have been around for 30, 40, 50 years, right? Um, one, we have partnerships with Cigna Global, which is a global company providing healthcare in hundreds of companies around the world. Oracle Med, right, which is a South African um, insurer that has been around for over 35 years. We work with in Ghana, Glyco. Uh, we work with Nationwide Medical, we work with uh, Premier Healthcare, right? These are all insurers that have been around for decades. Um, And so in terms of how they're rated, right? They've been there, they've done that. Um, They've continued to support, you know, the infrastructure. And, And the most important thing to note here, the private insurance companies that we're working with, have primarily been focused on just businesses, businesses like Barclays, Coca-Cola, businesses that are able to afford this. What we're doing, what makes it revolutionary is the fact that we're democratizing healthcare access that has traditionally been afforded to businesses and their employees who make up the smallest percentage of workers in Africa and making it possible for the everyday African to have it. Why? Because we're pooling together the diaspora and having them pay it. And that's the reason why these insurance companies are interested in doing this because they recognize the opportunity to create a new model that solves the same problem, getting more people formal healthcare in a simple, efficient way, right? And and that's really where where the confidence comes from is the fact that we're not just coming up today and saying we want to be an insurance company. No, we want to work with the best insurance companies in Ghana and Nigeria, right, to create insurance products that bring safety and security to families back home, right? And we're leveraging the diaspora to be able to finance it. Okay. And working with all these insurance companies, you know, then your other issue with, with our folks are, then why don't I just go with the, the bigger folks? But what it sounds like is if you create this system and once it, you know, blossoms to where you're comfortable, sounds like they may want to, as in the words of Kevin O'Leary, you know, eat you up and buy you out um, for, you know, a a lot of CDs, uh, billions, if not trillions of CDs. But why would they then pick Fleury and not those other companies? Because the interesting part of this is the fact that the insurance companies are based in these countries, right? They're based in Ghana and Nigeria, and they're focused on extending healthcare to people there. Now, what we are is a valued partner to them, 
What we are is an opportunity for them to be able to scale up technology access, right? Why would an insurance company take on the additional risk of moving from Nigeria and succumbing to, right, 50 state laws and their insurance in the U.S. when they could partner with an American um, insure tech company, right? That gives them access to the customers who are here and in the diaspora, right? Without the overhead, but also has a dynamic team of technologists, developers, right? And very experienced folks who are thinking innovatively about solving these problems, right? They wanna be able to benefit from all the work that we're putting in. And what do they do best as insurance companies? They have a large balance sheet and they know how to underwrite risk. And so we're looking at where do we fit in in this? And clearly we fit in in helping them access an opportunity that currently doesn't exist for them. Okay. And I love all of this. And so I'm going to ask you a question. It may be too early since you're not necessarily yet focused for, you know, the businesses, but employer paid premiums for health insurance are exempt from federal income and payroll taxes. Uh, Could that be in the near future where if an employer here is paying for their employees over there that, you know, they can, they can get that same benefit. I know that's a kind of a question sometimes is bigger than all of us because it depends on like the laws and they can change, but I'm just trying to find a way for it to benefit the entrepreneur because I know a few that they'd love that. 100%. Right. And, and you're, you're looking at it exactly the way we see the opportunity growing. Right. Today, I could tell you for a fact that we have entrepreneurs who are paying for um, their contractors there. Right. Now, while there might not be um, a federal law that, that recognizes this external payment of insurance, right, it is very quickly going to graduate to that because becoming a benefit, right, once they recognize it as a benefit that they're paying for the external contractors, it becomes possible for them to do that. Right. And so we definitely see the opportunity there, but people are already leveraging it, not because of the tax benefits, because of the security that it brings them when they hire contractors there. And think about it. They're already saving money hiring contractors in different demographics or or in different um, regions where they're able to make savings on how much they pay. You're hiring quality talent there. Why not keep that quality talent that you're investing in, right? By giving them and their family members security through healthcare. Man, I mean, this is, yeah, why, why not? Um, this, your system may keep, you know, some people not feeling like they have to go to Europe or to the West to go, you know, get care. I mean, some of that is, well, Kellen, they don't have the, you know, the Tesla nine <laughs> where I'm at. So I need to get my MRIs or whatever, but I, I love this. And so how long have you been doing this? You know, give us some, you know, numbers on how many people have signed up. Cause I think seeing the testimonials on like a YouTube channel would be great for people, uh, mm-hmm. even black Americans who say, I want to go to Africa, but I've yeah. heard they don't have good healthcare. Forget black Americans for a second. Africans who are here who tell me I can't go over there because they don't have healthcare, Kellen, and I need my insurance. So give us your, the resume on the length and the strength of the, the numbers, please. 
So we've we've been around over the last um, year, right? Uh, started in February of last year, working on this, and the, the larger part of this has been really focused on building the relationships um, and and signing the contracts with the insurers and the carriers, right? We launched in in October, and over the last few months, have really been working on the process and getting people in. Uh, we've had. Um, close to 100 people come through that funnel, right, solidifying the process and making sure that the underwriting is actually working, the support is actually working. And so as we go into this year, right, getting ready to close um, on our first round of financing here, we're going to start seeing um, that increase in acquisition and starting to scale that process um, over and over, right? But here's what I will say about, as people think about moving back, what they really are testifying to, what they are worried about is really the healthcare system, is the chain of events and the chain of activities that happen when someone is ill, the chain of events, the chain of activities that happens when there's an emergency, right? And how you get that person to healthcare. But it all starts with financing. The U.S. system works the way it does because it's a series of people who are getting paid at every stop, whether it is the PMO, whether it is the, um, you know, the, the insurance company, whether it's the pharmaceutical company, everybody has a piece of this. What we're doing is building out this process in a unique way such that it starts to charge and create a flywheel that creates a healthcare system that works. It starts first with being able to pay hospitals for the care that they provide in a sustainable way. Now, when hospitals start getting paid, right, and not just having to provide healthcare for free because people can't afford it, they start hiring doctors. They start hiring nurses. They start to invest in uh, equipment and they start to improve outcomes. As outcomes improve, the general well being of the people start to improve. As more people start to see healthcare as a viable business venture, we start to see a proliferation of privatized healthcare providers, right? We've seen in the past few months Luca Health, which is invested in significantly by Black entrepreneurs from the US. These are Black Americans going to Ghana and building out these mega hospitals, providing top care service, right? You can have access to Luca Health, to Lista, to Eurocare. You can have access to Focus, which provides world-class healthcare in places like Ghana and Nigeria. The only way this continues to grow is if companies like us continue to innovate and create more avenues for people to be able to actually finance the healthcare system. So five, 10 years from now, as we start seeing more Africans return, more African-Americans return to the homeland, now they don't have to worry about these basic necessities as being part of their struggle going back. Okay, okay. And I, I don't know if I'm correct, but Luca Health might have been uh, on Watamaya's show. I know Watamaya had, um, you know, Ghana's and I'd say Africa's biggest YouTuber and favorite. Um, you know, he, he's been doing some great things always, but I think he focused on their hospital. Is that correct? Do you, do you yeah, Mr. Mr. Ghana Baby has been, has been doing that uh, really well. Um, I think that's one of the, that's one of the areas where um, that has been growing. So yes, absolutely. We we've seen, we've seen that and Luca health has been on there. 
Oh, and, and, and beautiful. And so how tied in, you know, are you with, you know, people like Luca Health and are there any organizations or any times where everybody meets? Because there's a lot of folks who, you know, we have all the nurses, you know, many of the doctors that in the hospital and people sometimes don't know where they can tap in, which conferences they can go to, not just locally, but even internationally. Um, yes. So they are on the networks. They are on the networks of providers that the, the health insurance providers that we work with. So that's the connection to them. Right. It's making sure that every new capable hospital that comes in, we're able to provide this to. Right. So they're on the network. And that's that's really how it's working. Okay. And is the, are there any, you know, tips for a nurse or a nurse prac listening right now saying, I want to learn more. When is the next time you guys are getting together where I can come and learn and see how I can use my skill or even become an entrepreneur? Are there mm-hmm. any suggestions on anything annually that happens where everybody meets? So we, we will be we will be having more of webinars, more of these events, right? But we're pretty easy to, to reach via, via the contact form. We actually reach out proactively to healthcare practitioners because they are our ambassadors in the community, helping to, to help people understand what is going back home and how we want people to be able to connect, right, and support families back home. So we're always looking to get into these conversations with them. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, we hear some people when they say, okay, I'm going to go to Africa, or I'm going to go to India. I've even heard people say, I'm going to go to London, but I need um, travel insurance uh, just in case I need to be medically evacuated, not understanding how much sometimes that can cost. But um, are you focusing at all on even just travel travel insurance. So if I am an American um, or European or whatever, Australian, and if I want to go to Africa, can I be covered while I'm there on my trip, whether I stay a month or if I stay three years? Yes, um, we we currently provide that. So yes, it it is one of the things that we've been working on. And and we, we have travel insurance policies for people who are moving back specifically to to Africa um, for either a short or longer term period. This is this is great. This is great stuff. Now, everything that you're doing is gonna kind of it's almost like a give back. But I, I ask everybody, with all the success that you are having and that you're going to have, because the best is yet to come, what is a community give back that you are doing or something that you want to do in the future? Um, one of the biggest things that we're going to be able to do and we want to do is provide an avenue for not just people who have family back home uh, to, to benefit from what we do, right? But it's to open the door um, for Flurry to become a conduit for charities, um, especially orphanages and um, centers that are caring for physically challenged, for people to be able to pay forward right, for healthcare access, right, health insurance that will cover someone for a year, right, um, $270 or, or a $10 contribution will go towards providing um, a month of insurance to, to someone. That is an initiative that we really, really are um, interested in, in bringing forth. Wow, man, I tell you, you guys have to like, share, subscribe. 
I am going to be sharing this, of course, with, you know, my circle. And, you know, this is not the last that you're going to see, Samuel. You'll see him actually, God willing, on even bigger platforms than this, most of you being listeners. But we're coming for the numbers. We're coming for all visual effect. Um, Samuel, I thank you for coming on. We're going to take this off air so we can talk about some stuff that we can't share right now. Thank you. I, I definitely look forward to it. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.